I gotta be wildly honest with you, and I, I, this is an exaggeration to some degree, but not really. If they pulled the Titanic out of the ocean and they dropped the Titanic 20 minutes from my house for everybody to see it, I don't think I would go see it. Why, why would I want to see it? There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had to buy some racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie. From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner. There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exacta. There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to. So next time that the horses all line up at the post, make sure you use the website that'll win you the most. Whether Churchill, Oakland, Goldstream Parks, and Matoga, and all tracks in between, there's only one side to go to. When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets, plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your Bets. RacingDudes.com, as good as it gets. What is up? I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Halterman. It's Thursday, June 22nd. We're going we're gonna to finalize the day. This is Flickers Off. What's up, man? Yeah, we're in the, we're in the late spot today. I like it. I like cleanup like spot. I like it. Yeah, yeah, usually we're right in the middle or before a couple of them. But yeah, we'd save the best for last today. Yeah, we do. We 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 cut the 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 sports show about fifteen minutes short. We usually try to do an hour, but it ends up being an hour and fifteen minutes because of the questions at the end. So cut that a little bit shorter, which meant we just cut out content and did questions earlier today. So it was fun. <laughs> yeah, I can see the questions have carried over to uh, yes to blinkers off. Kevin says I, he would rather slam his head in a car door than watch this show. You know, sometimes I feel the same way, Kevin. So I don't. <laughs> Don't, I don't disagree necessarily. It's it's is probably the so this has got to be like the worst week of that's a way to start off a show. Worst <laughs> week of racing until I mean this is the this is the last week of that because we we really get going after this and then right into Saratoga. But this week when you know when when you see the title of the Ohio Derby being the the headline, it's it's dicey. Well, you know. The Pegasus, when you have it in January, all the way through the Belmont, you might have a week or two that's a little bit light, but it's all really good, really important feeling stuff. These two weeks after the Belmont, before we get to that first weekend in July, this is what it is, right? And it's just like last weekend, we we were like, yeah, I, I don't really know if there's really racing we need to talk about. I mean, Monmouth had an okay card, whatever. And then this weekend, it's like, yeah, I mean, the Ohio Derby, that's it. That's all we really have. So definitely two-week lull here in racing. Now, here's the good news. We won't have another um, boring weekend in racing until through basically the Breeders' Cup after this. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's going to get crazy. Is, is next weekend, and you've got, you know, the at, well, not Churchill, but at Ellis, you get Stephen Foster, which looks like a pretty decent field there, and then you go right from that and you get the what stars and stripes. Is the stars and stripes after the weekend after that? Yep. When is that? Yep. Stars and stripes. Yep. Yep. So then you, you know, you're really going right right into uh like you said, and then give it another week or two, and we're at the spa in Del Mar. And then we'll be at the Breeders' Cup. So yeah, it, you know, you can you sometimes you have to take 
the good with the bad and in, in the Ohio Derby is the sad part about the Ohio Derby is I every time I think about the Ohio Derby, I think about getting married and that obviously that's about you know what when Mr. Z won the Ohio Derby, that should have been all the signs we needed. <laughs> You want me to call my dad back up and he take over so you don't have to do the Ohio Derby? <laughs> like that is a if there's ever like a yeah, like a warning sign, that's it. So you know. Yeah. No, if if you miss the story, you don't know the story. So Jerry got married on the Ohio Derby Day 2015, and uh, Mr. Z was in that race, and we were getting ready to walk up to the to the you know where you stand with the altar or whatever. And Jared goes, oh, shit, the Ohio Derby is like, ah, oh, we forgot to watch it. We look up our phone and we're like, he won. Unbelievable. <laughs> he won the race. And then, yeah, it's been all downhill for you after that. So. Should, yeah. At, you know, at the time, you know, it's one of those things at the time you're like, this is, what a sign. He won. Yeah. Like, yeah. Now let's go get married. Yeah. And won't, won't. All right. Um, but anyways, <laughs> yeah. Uh you know, it's a, it's, it's still, uh, you know, this year is interesting because you have a Derby almost winner with, with Mr. Uh, I almost said Mr. C two fills. Uh, we'll see what he's about. And then of course, facing off kind of like the, I wouldn't say new shooter, but a little bit like that Bishop Bay who got second dark Angelo last out in the Peter Pan. Obviously that defeat makes him look a lot better. Um, considering Archangelo went on to win the Belmont stakes. So we'll talk about that race here coming up. We got a few others to, um, to run through as well and rapid fire, but yeah, it's going to be one of those shows. So, you know, get your questions, random questions, whatever you got. I think we should have a little segment there at the end of it, you know, where we just are kind of, you know, let's fire through the, the boring part of the show and get to the fun stuff later. Huh? I like it. Yeah. <laughs> this year's Ohio Derby. I think it's probably one of the better ones we've had. Um, so I will say that I, I think it's a pretty good race this year, um, better than some of the previous runnings for sure. So I, I do think this two fills Bishop's Bay kind of contest is a very, very interesting situation that we can talk about. Yeah. The, the thing, the thing about Bishop's Bay is like, I don't know that we really, we have no idea what he is yet, you know, like, cause you know, he, he beat first mission. He you know, we criticized him for not beating Archangelo, but he probably should have, right? I mean, really, by all accounts, he just ran like an idiot. Um, Archangelo might be pretty good, right? You know, mm -hmm. so it's like maybe Bishop's Bay is like really, really talented. I mean, we've known he's been talented. We've been told he's been talented for a while, but we haven't really seen him run one, run consistently, and two, you know, be kind of put a stamp on one of these big races and say, hey, you know, like, you know, we need to see if he were to win here. And then I imagine, you know, they would go to something bigger, like much bigger. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Because first mission is, you know, he's out. So, yeah. Um, let's see. What anything? What happened last week? We had touched on anything last week. Good night, all of one. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, we'll talk about the horse that beat her later on in the show. So that's an interesting yeah, race. Right. Well, interesting horse. I don't know about the race itself, but uh she shouldn't lose that, I wouldn't think, right? Yeah, no, good night, Olive ran well. Wicked Halo wet ran well again as well. Um, yeah, not and then there wasn't a whole lot going on, you know. Uh Kings Barnes got Kings Barnes, yeah. That kind of uh, 
I don't have anything against Kings Barnes, the connections or anything, but it, from a handicapping standpoint, it's like, yeah, I knew he wasn't very good. So that kind of was like, okay, that kind of confirmed my opinion of, yeah, he's just not like great. He's just okay. Um, I think I think there's a 100% chance that we overrated Tappet Trice and Kings Barnes. And I don't say we as in we, like like most of all of us, um, especially going into the Derby, you know. Um, well, I... I never liked Kings Barnes. Tappa tries for sure, though. Yeah. There's there's a good argument to be made about which one is like how closely those two are overrated and which one's more overrated than Tappa tries and, and Kings Barnes. It's just, yeah, the Kings Barnes one, you, a lot of people said, well, you know, the Derby went too fast, like to, you know, that you toss it, but it's clear that the, the Louisiana Derby was everything what everyone kind of feared with. Okay, that's just a soft pace. He took advantage of it, beat nothing. Like he beat Disarm. Disarm's turning into a pretty decent horse. And, you know, I don't know that he would, I would never pick him against Disarm right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think, I, th- I think Kings Barnes is just, uh, he's taking advantage of some pretty nice setups and, and some easier fields. And, uh, you know, look, as mad as you want to get out tap of trice, you know, he, he did run in the Belmont and run third. We're, we're talking the Pegasus stakes that Kings Barnes couldn't finish the deal on. So that's, that's, that's not great, but you know, I don't, I, I'm not like, Hey, he's awful. We're getting, I'm giving up on him. I was like, I didn't love him anyway. And now it's like, yeah, he might just be kind of like, yeah, he's okay. He's not, he's not great. Like Kings Barnes in the Ohio Derby would probably get third. I think we have two better horses than him running this weekend. Yeah. So then that kind of, like Kevin says, it's like, where do you go with him next? Cause I, maybe you try the turf with him. I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe I, pull, I think pull the manual on with them. If he, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I really don't know where you would try him. The turf might be interesting. You might just say, Give him another shot, maybe in the, in the, uh, in the Haskell you, you ran in the prep. I mean, he only got beat, you know, I don't know. It was like a a neck, let's say. So take another shot with him there. I wouldn't hate that. I mean, I, you're kind of, you are kind of stuck because he's going to have to run in a stage. You're not dropping him to an allowance. So I think you just give him another shot and hope he kind of bounces back off of that. I mean, if you keep, you know, for the people that are, you know, believers in the, you know, Turge of Kings Barnes, you you're gonna get keep you know the the more he loses, you're gonna get, keep getting prices because if they keep running him, um, you know, and the thing is too is like between the Haskell, between the Jim Dandy, between uh, the Curlin, between you know the Travers and all these races, uh, you know, let alone like the smaller, you know, like these kind of the odd derbies and the West, you know, all these, like he'll show up in one of them, you know, yeah. because yeah. Fletcher's got too many, you know, he's got. He can he can pick him around, you know, and put him in where he wants. You could take him to like West Virginia, you know, yeah. try that. Indiana, Indiana Derby. I mean, you, there's other options you could try with him, dude. He's um, he would be a problem, and I mean that in like a betting problem because if he shows up in like say, you know, Iowa or something, you know, where it's like he should win, but at the same time you're like, oh, he one he's gonna be a low price. Because it's Pletcher. Pletcher brings a horse into, say, for that example, Iowa at Prairie Meadows. Like he's going to be the favorite, you know, unless Baffert brought something in or something. But point is, like, he's a problem because you you can't really bet him. He's not going to be value, you know. If he go, if you run, if you if you ran him in like 
to Haskell or something, he might be somewhat of a value horse considering, right? But what do you do with him? I would love for him to show up at West Virginia or in Indiana and I play against him. Um, if he showed up at Iowa, probably he would be the choice by default. You know, like I, I, the Iowa Derby would probably have a weaker group than what he saw the Pegasus stakes. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess from a betting standpoint, I hope he shows up in one of those smaller ones and we play against him. Um, yeah, he will take money. Yeah. Oh, if he cut, you know, Indiana or, or West Virginia. Yeah. He definitely would be one of the, one of the favorites. So, you know, Haskell, like I said, you're going to get the price, but do you want to play him? Mm, I'm not sure. You know, and the thing about it is the setup was fairly good. Like, would, wouldn't you say, Hey, if he's a really good horse, he should have won that race. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Like, okay. I thought the setup was perfect. Yeah, I mean, I you kept on what you're like, all right, all right, come on. You know? And it's like, dude, really? I mean, I get that he lost by like a head or whatever, but still, it's just, it's like, come on. You should have won by, if, if if he wins by a neck or a head, but it's like he's on cruise control or whatever, then like, it's just, you got to win that race, plain and simple. Yeah. You got to finish the deal for sure. If you're any good. Um, it, it was, per, uh, no, who was it on? Who was on King's Barnes before that? Oh, it was Jose. And then Lee Saez came back aboard last time. And I don't know who would be on him now. So that's why I never liked him. He, 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 every time he'd have a different jockey. This was the first time his whole career. He had this, he had a jockey that he had previously had in another race. And in the whole like lead up in the Derby where no one wanted to ride him. We're like, what? So Nate, you, and, and maybe, maybe I'm not remembering one. And maybe somebody can tell me now, name a really good horse that didn't have a solid jockey commitment. Yeah, it doesn't happen because they all want to ride them. Of course. Yeah. Like the second Angel of Empire wins the Arkansas Derby, Flavian Pratt's like, oh, yeah, I'll ride him. Like there wasn't even a thought. Yeah. Okay. Even to have a tries besides, was like, yeah, I'll ride, I want to ride him. You know, yeah. like they picked their horse. And if you're not going to commit to it, yeah, it was weird. Yeah. So, no, I thought the ride was great for size it, 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 last week. He just, yeah, he, you know. The, Poor guy, only, you know, between Tappet Trice and this horse, he can't, he can't will him home. He's going to do all he can, but the only the only bad ride he got was in the Derby. You know, well, yeah. that was crazy to chase that pace like that. But talking about chasing that uh, pace, though, t- two fills was really close to that as well. We'll see if he can back that up. Uh, that, you know, that's 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 the well five hundred dollar question. We'll get to it right now. We're going to preview and get picks for Saturday's five hundred thousand dollar Ohio Derby at Thistle Down, which of course. Uh, features the return of two fills, second place finisher in the Kentucky Derby. Then we're going to give uh, rapid fire selections for some of the remaining stakes action this weekend at Belmont Park, Ellis Park, and Thistledown. Let's go. Yeah, that becomes, well, the obvious, but still very, it's like, what is, I, I feel fairly confident in what we're going to, we'll see from, uh, from Bishop Spay because he's been pretty consistent his every start. But like, if I mean, if two fields backs up the Derby, then there's nothing to talk about. But it, 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 it's he's such. I don't know, Willie. I don't know. I, I'm not. 
I guess I am confident on what we're going to see from Bishop Bay, but I, if it's what we've seen from him, it's like, oh, boy. You mean we're going to see that situation where <laughs> he looks like he's going to win for fun and just hangs around with that horse that comes next to him? <laughs> Great. You know? Well, that's it. Like, if he would have won, uh, you know, last out, I would have been – I would have felt a lot better about – um, like, if he would have finished that race off and won – being being uh, Bishop's Bay, I would have felt a lot better about picking him today. If he would, but but <laughs> counterpoint, if he would have finished that off that last race off and won, that would have meant Forte would have won the Belmont because I doubt Archangelo would have even been in the Belmont. Okay, fair. And Bishop's Bay would probably be in the Haskell. All fair points. Yes. <laughs> so it's like. <laughs> so we can't play the if game, is what you're no, telling. Me. Not in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, never mind. Um, Locked up, and they're off in the Ohio Derby. Saturday, Thistledown race 12, the Ohio Derby. It's grade three with 500K for three-year-olds going one and one-eighth miles. And it does feature a field of eight, but highlighted highlighting that field of eight is the eight-to-five morning line favorite. Two fills uh, coming in off of that second-place finish. In the, just ran a really good second-place, too. Um, in the Kentucky Derby, three to one on Bishop's Bay for Brad Cox. Last seen getting beat in a very, very close margin in the Peter Pan to the eventual Belmont Stakes winner, Archangelo. So those seem to be, I mean, honestly, dude, like I guess Lord Miles, but really, like if anyone else other than those two win, it would be quite an upset. Yeah, I agree with that statement. I mean, you can kind of try to create value with a McPeak horse here at six to one. You might go float up a little bit or O'Neill horse and Henry Q and wouldn't be the biggest shock in the world if they jumped up. But I'm with you. I, I think it's a two horse race and I really only have two horses I'm interested in using. And that is the three and the four. It, it certainly just has the feel of Two fills is just a little bit better. He runs just as good as he did in the Derby. That number is just a little too tough to beat. Or he's kind of what he was before he went on synthetic, and it's like he's good but not great. And Bishop's Bay shows up, and they kind of go head and head down the stretch, right? I, I feel like that's the two most likely scenarios. Well, let's let's, let's do this. Let's run down. I mean, two fills. Bishop's Bay has made three starts his whole life. Two fills has made nine starts, and including all the way a year ago. Um, the last time we saw, or the first time we saw Bishop's Bay was this past February. So two fills certainly has the edge on him from a, from a, you know, he's more seasoned, but maybe Bishop's Bay is kind of the fresh new horse. But look, you know, you look at the past performances, two fields has just been such an odd one, you know, like he, he debuted, didn't run well. He wins and he wins a, a, a stakes race, um, just dominated. Then went to the Breeders for Charity, got rolled, went to the street since, won that at seven to one. Next off in the comp, you know, ran well, but got beat by instant coffee. And then there's a star, ran okay, got third to Angel of Empire and Sun Thunder. And we're like, all right. So then they show up at the Jeff Ruby stakes. Of course, it's on synthetic. And he dusts them and he runs huge and he runs a big number. And then we're like, okay, well, what was, what is that? Is that a synthetic, you know, like bump? You know, we went from his previous high buyers at 88, 86 to a 101. And then he backs that up and runs a 105 in the Kentucky Derby. And, dude, that was not like 
that was a legit 105. You know, like he ran his eyeballs out. I mean, he looked like the winner at the top of the stretch. He looks like the winner. Well, until you saw Mage and you're like, oh, okay. But right. he ran huge. And, and he still ran huge. Even when he got past, he, he made sure to hold off um, Angel of Empire. And so it was a very valiant effort in the Kentucky Derby. I think the weird thing for me with him that I can't quite decide on is if, don't you think like we would at least seen him again one more time, whether it had been the Preakness or the Belmont, like, or you know, as good as he ran, are you surprised that we hadn't, do you take that against him in this race? Uh, no, not really. I, I think immediately they wanted to go to the Preakness and they probably, they're just like, yeah, it's too quick. We, we're not going to get the best version of him. And then he's not a Belmont horse from a distance standpoint. And so I think then it's like, well, where were we going to run? And I think this kind of falls in their lap where they go, okay, we'll run here. And now we've prepped for, could it be the Haskell? Could it be the Jim Dandy? Whatever. This is a logical race for him to get him to the big summer races. So I'm not, I don't hold that against him much at all. Uh, I just think it's the circumstances of uh, the triple crown. And, you know, honestly, if the Preakness was a normal time past the Derby, he probably would have been in the Preakness, but it's not. So he's not. So, Look, I, I do think um, there are some concerns. Uh, he, he did run huge in the Derby. Who's come back out of that Derby to run very good after that, though? You know, and, and is that number out of that Derby inflated? I think it's a big question mark. Mage came back to run a number number pretty similar to what he had been running it, it, in the Preakness. He did not run very well. Um, you, you look at Angel of Empire. He didn't look that good in the Belmont, right? He, he right. didn't. Now, Disarm did come back and look pretty good. So there, there is that one positive there with Disarm. It was also a pretty much a, a weaker race. So is that number inflated a little bit is the worry with him. Um, also, you know, it, it's just like, okay, we've seen him when he's just okay. His last two races have been way better than just okay. So who is he really? Is this the new him? Or did he kind of peak and now maybe will he regress? So those are the two worries when it comes to two fills. I mean, the thing that's weird about it is I agree with what you're saying, but the the eye test tells me he ran really well in the Derby. You know, like I understand, like, because like I agree with you. I thought about that too. It's like maybe that Derby just wasn't very good, which maybe it wasn't at all. But he he came in Mage, ran huge. Like it, it, it looked like it, right? Um, you know, he did a lot of the dirty work on the front end and then hung around late. I, I just, I don't know. Like I, if he runs like he ran in, 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 in the, at the fairgrounds, then I think Bishop's Bay will, will handle him just fine. I don't, I, I think we're going to see more of what he was late. Like whatever it is, seems like the light bulb has come on and, I'm going to bank on that, but I, I think it's a tough race to bet because of that. Like, I think you just, you know, if you're playing multis or whatever, I would have, a, I mean, sure. If you have a heavy opinion, didn't do it, but I think you'd almost just want to survive and move on. Um, because I don't, I, I, I feel very confident. And my gut says it's going to be Bishop's Bay, Henry Q. Those are going to be some of your quicker horses early in the race. And I like the fact that two fills and, and Loveberry can maybe sit a little bit of a trip like they did in the Derby and, you know, wait a little bit and then make his move. If he, you know, we'll know pretty quick. I feel like 
if he's got it or not when he kind of winds up, you know, to Bishop's Bay. And my thought is Bishop's Bay had no guts in the Peter Pan, wouldn't finish the job. If two fields can do what he did in the Derby, he'll take care of him. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think that's why I picked two fills on top. I, I just kind of feel like they rested him. He's in good shape. He, I mean, there's really no excuse for him not to fire. Like he's got, had plenty of time off. So if he fires, he's going to make Bishop's Bay kind of earn it. And and we've just seen it. Like, I I don't think we've seen the best of Bishop's Bay and maybe we, we do see it here and he kind of wakes up and, and, and does what he should do instead of waiting on other horses. I just kind of feel like, okay, if Bishop's Bay gets in a situation where he's waiting on two fills and when two fills gets to him, he's probably not going to just stick right by him. Like these other horses have, right. He's probably going to go by him and then he's going to have to be in a situation where he's going to have to re-rally. And I just don't know if mentally he can do that. Now, the problem is, at least what I've seen from Bishop's Bay, he seemed to be about six lengths the best in his debut and just messed around. Same in the in the next race and just messed around. Seemed to be a little bit better than Archangelo last time out and lost, messed around and lost. Yeah. If he was to put it all together, then all of a sudden you're like, oh boy, like he he now he's running away from a horse instead of waiting for a horse. That's where he's scary. And I'm I'm with you. I very few times do you want to take the two favorites uh you, you know in this situation for the multis, but this is one of these situations where you probably just want to play prices around them and go go kind of chalky here because it, it's kind of hard to know what either one of these horses are gonna do in this spot, uh, especially Bishop's Bay. Yeah, they're really, you know, you just have it's just one of those kind of pretty rare occurrences where you have one, a field that's not very good on top uh, past these. And two, you have one, one of those horses is a very, very lightly raced and proved last time that couldn't get the job done. And the other one seems like he's got it figured out, but maybe he'll go back. And, you know, it just definitely has shown, you've know, been a little bit of Jekyll and Hyde in him. So I, uh, that's kind of the way I look at it too. I, I'm, I'm going to play a four-three, you know, probably straight exacted, and that's not, you know, sexy at all. But that would be how I would play it. Um, survive the race and move on as far as you know, multis and stuff like that. Like you said, I would much rather, you know, you look at the, you know, if you look at the race before this, we'll talk about that one on rapid fire. I mean, holy hell, like, I mean, you can, it's, it's garbage really, other than if a couple of them, and if one of those don't win. And I think there's prices to be had all across this thing. So you might as well try to buy this race. Yep. I agree. Um, all right. Uh, okay. Let's ask this question that, you know, cause we, what are Bishop's Bay or two fills and, or both, whatever moving forward, whoever wins this, you know, one, what's the loser, where's the loser go? What, and two, what's the winner? Are you, are you thinking, I mean, if two fills, dust them here are you are we going to see this horse in the summer at saratoga are we going to see this horse bishop's bay or we maybe see him as you know where do you think they're going to head uh with a with, with a successful win here you know if two fills wins i think he is in the driver's seat to move up the rankings and even win three-year-old of the year if he could pick up wins during the summer right um you know winning the ohio derby is not going to get you there but like i said it's a nice setup for what could be next for him which would be, you know, Haskell, Jim Dandy, Travers, those kind of races, Pennsylvania Derby. So, and those would be very meaningful. So 
it's a huge race for him. I think he's still very much in the in the race for three of the year. Bishop Spade's got a lot of catching up to do. Now, the good thing is the one loss he has was against the Belmont Stakes winner, and he could avenge that loss if if he was to say win the Ohio Derby and get on a run. So, um, but he does have more work to do. I think I think if two fills wins, he's certainly the kind of the Oh, third choice maybe to win the the the, the three year old award and in there with a shot, and Bishop Spade would just kind of start to get his name. I mean, he's he's out there; people know who he is, but really get the name into the mainstream uh, media and be like, well, not the mainstream horse racing media, I should say, <laughs> yeah. and kind of become like, hey, this could be that up and comer that that takes that that really takes a big summer race coming up. But listen, I think either one of these two could be like the real deal, solid type of horses. The thing I keep and getting in the back of my head is, and, and, and I know really, he didn't really run like a horse that, like, he seemed like he liked the Malinate, okay, in, in the Peter Pan. But with Bishop's Bay, it felt like, you know, if we kept hearing always, you know, they're going to keep him going one turn. They're going to keep the horse, like, like you're not going to, you know, for at that time, it was first missions going to be kind of that horse going, you know, for the distance. And then Bishop's Bay might be more of a sprinter. And then next thing you know, he's in the Peter Pan. I'm like, well, I guess that's out the window. And so I keep kind of going back to that. Are are we going to, if he loses here, are they going to say, okay, now he is a one-turn horse? Yeah. So that, I you think- know, that could be a case too. I think if he were to, if do, do it again, two fields, mm-hmm. you know, rolls by him or something, I, I think we could see Bishop's Bay more like, you know, as he might still show up Saratoga, but it might be in, you know, uh, the, the sprint, you know. Right, so, yeah, the Jerkins or uh, something like you know, that, yeah, you know. Amsterdam, something like that. That's very possible with him. Uh, two fills, no, but yeah, uh, with the other one, you could cut cut him back, uh, especially with Cox. I mean, you know, he's going to have other horses to run in some of those spots at least. So, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely could see that being the case. It's 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 interesting. I, so you're on two fills, really, right? What's two that? Fills your pick? Yeah, two fills is the pick, but he's. I don't feel good about either one of them, honestly. Like, I feel like one of them is going to win, but I don't feel good about which one of them is going to win. Well, I hate to echo that. And I know you guys are looking for, I, I, I feel like two fields should win. Mm-hmm. If we, if we see what he's been, like, let's put it that way. If he, if you see what he's done the last two races, he's going to win. If you see what Bishop Bay has done his whole career so far, he's going to lose. How about that? That seems yeah, like a good way to put it. Enough. So uh, that's that's how we're seeing this race, the Ohio Derby on Saturday. We both got two fills. <laughs> All right, time for Rapid Fire, presented by Racing Dudes Best Bets. If you haven't checked it out, go to racingdudes.com. On the main menu, look for the Best Bets, best bets tab. And a new page there where we are focusing on our best bets every day uh, across not just horse racing, but the world of sports. Obviously, once uh, Saratoga, Del Mar, and the racing really picks back up, we'll have a lot more horse racing on there as well but you really get a you know if you want to know not only how we're doing but particularly each of us we you can track how we're doing we got the you know our percentages our ROIs, um everything that you you know want to see like how we're doing in horse racing how we're doing in baseball how we're doing in you know nba when that was going on um it's all tracked there you can there's a leaderboard you can buy picks for particular days from whoever and you know you can see kind of who, what what picks we have to offer there so make sure you check out the best bets page especially on the big days on the saturdays um so, you know sundays uh, if there's a big racing going on um you know you want a good feel of like what do, I, you know I, I play your picks but i don't know 
who to play or you know what you know i don't like here's what we're doing um here's how we're playing last week i had a couple at uh at monmouth and just was brutal i mean it doesn't always work out but uh had a 500 dollars double into uh that idiot uh Tribuvan and ran like dog shit. So, mm -hmm. um, but still, you know, that's what I played. And uh, we have all kinds of tickets like that that we play on those big days. So uh, make sure you check out the best, best page at racingdudes.com to learn more. All right, guys, let's uh, go race prior to the Ohio Derby. We'll stay at Thistle Downs for race 11. The Lady Jackman Stakes worth 250K for Phillies and Mares. Uh, Three-year-olds and up going one and one-eighth miles. We got a field of 12 halterman and and i'll tell you this one this is like this kind of feels like the race we just talked about the ohio derby in terms of there's a couple quote unquote standouts but in this race these aren't very good horses like i think the other two are it's just these are better a lot they seem to be a quite a margin ahead of what else is in the field and the horses i'm talking about are the four leda vita number five misty Vale. I'll, I'll throw the six in there, 63 caliber, and the eight, Interstate Daydreaming. Those are those seem to be the logical horses here, but what do you think of this race? It's it's a horrible race. I mean, it's it is almost identical to the to the DuPont Distaff last time out. Um, and it wasn't great. If you remember watching that race, Interstate Daydream was three to five. Gosh, it, she didn't look great in that race. Now she did win, and that's the good news. And like I said, it's mostly the same horses in here again, but it's like, gosh. Can't somebody beat her? I, I just don't know. It's, gosh, it's just not a. It's, it's not a great field. It's not a field where you're like real excited about anybody. Um, since I'm gonna go with that with a little bit of a, a shorter price in the in the race twelve, I'm gonna go in race 11, 63 caliber. I'm gonna try to take a shot with the six horse here for Amos, coming off a second place effort at Churchill Downs in the Shawnee uh, Stakes. I, I felt like beat horses or beat finished ahead of some horses that are similar to what we see here i think her absolute best race beats this group i don't know if we're gonna see it um it, she's kind of been hit and miss a little bit but if we see her at her best i think she's better than this group so i went 63 caliber to kick us off yeah it's a uh it's a hot mess yeah i i feel the same way about interstate daydreaming especially when i actually did go watch that replay again and I was like, oh, really? Like, but I'm I def I, I had forgotten how bad she looked, and I can't pick her to win here. I, I it just, I mean, just by logic. Um, so yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm against. I'm I'm gonna play the four Lady Ludovita, uh, who did get beat by Interstate Daydreamin that day, but you know, never switched leads late. Kind of had a weird trip where the horse was backed all the way off and then came circling around and uh you know look was there just didn't quite like finish the job but you know the horse has kind of been getting better it, it feels like with each and every start the last couple and you know at this distance uh, two starts one win in that third last out so listen i i i'm again i'm, I'm playing against a horse two horses in fact that that are in this race that beat her last time out um but I just think the value is a little bit there for uh, the four. So taking a small swing, if if I wanted to get weird, there's two horses in here, not you know, not the favorites or not these lower priced horses that you know I think could possibly steal the thing. 
And that's the three red hot lass. And uh, what's the other one? Uh, the nine secret fix. I think those are horses that just have a ton of speed and maybe this race just really sucks right and they just mm -hmm. no one can really get to them maybe they suck too and they and they back off um but i do think there's there's possibility of one of those stealing the race so um if you want to get weird if you want to throw them in your tickets if you want to play them underneath maybe they get caught late whatever um i wouldn't hate that but my top pick here we're both trying to beat the favorite my top pick is the four late vita race six at Belmont Park on Saturday, the Wild Plots Stakes worth 150k for Phillies three-year-olds. Uh, going one mile on the turf, field of eight. Uh, nine entered on one on the main track. Field of eight will likely run here. Uh, two to one on Breathe Away, uh, the eight horse for Clement. You've got all the way to the outside. You got the seven to two and three to one there. The two tax implications at three to one and three Guaria or Laguera Laguaria at seven to two. Also Chad Brown. Um, is it one of those three for you? Yeah, I went number three, Ligoria. Uh, so the highest price of the three there. I, I think she's coming in second off the layoff and I think going to run an improved effort. Ran in the Edgewood last time out, was nine to one. Uh, that was a pretty stout race. Got beat by a couple of, of nice ones there. I think she's going to run pretty well off of that effort. Um, won two out of three when she was a two-year-old, including a grade three race at Del Mar. I think this is a really good spot for her. And more importantly, I think it's a really good distance for her as yeah. well. So I took the three. I think she's going to run a pretty good race in this spot. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I went with the three as well, Luguaria, because I listen, you, you said it like, you know, this horse that has, has ran, you know, obviously that it was, that was a lot to ask. This is a horse that we hadn't seen since the Jimmy Durant, which was back in December at, at Del Mar winning uh, that day at a mile. And we had seen that horse since then to, you know the first saturday of may first friday of may the edgewood um in a big time race like you said you know heavy hitters great to you know mile 16th race so going longer than the last time out and really you know if you look at just the lines like maybe you think well she wasn't that good you watch the race like she's right there the whole time she just kind of can't quite get the job done and gets a little tired late but you know finished fifth beating one and a half she was she was there she was tough and mission of joy uh you know finished third that day came back to win i think that race was pretty solid like i'm with you so gets irad um gets that race under her belt it cuts back in distance i'm with you i think she is going to be uh kind of kind of i'd say even like go back and look at the jimmy durant if she's anywhere cl close to that i think she's gonna be really tough um to hold off here so i'm with you i got the number three uh laguaria i i think the six is interesting too did you like the six at all soviet express just from a like maybe that horse figured it out and could could be tough as a price yeah i think you know two good races in a row never raced outside of golf stream that was the that was the one kind of worry i have with that horse but pretty good um i think for for an alternative to some of those shorter prices she makes a ton of sense all right, let's go to Ellis Park on Saturday for the Chicago Stakes. Race 9, grade 3, 225K for Phillies and Mayors. Four-year-olds and up going seven furlongs. Field of six shows up uh, for this one. And it's really, you know, I guess three if you want to get technical. Three to one on Hidden Connection. Four to five on Matarea. And two to one on the five Society. Seems like it's uh, Matarea's uh, race to lose. I, I did the preview for this a little bit earlier. I, I, I mean, 
Yeah, listen, we, we tried to pick a couple of prices, but this is just like, if you lose this race, it's really surprising. She just looks way the best here. I'm kind of done trying to get society involved. Uh, I said on the preview, I think I'm going to single number two, uh, Matarea. I think she's one to nine in this spot. I think she gets it done. Look, the first race of the year, she was off of a long layoff against Wicked Halo, who had had a race, and God, she was competitive with her. It's like, yeah, she has a race under her belt. Then she goes and beats, uh, you know, beats uh, uh, Goodnight Olive and and Wicked Halo that next race. So neither one of those horses are here. What's left? Matarea should win. Yeah, I mean, you go back and you, you you look at, you know, she beat, you know, Goodnight Olive, although Goodnight Olive didn't have, ever have a chance in that race to run. But Goodnight Olive did come back, obviously, and we talked about her earlier um, and, and bounced back and won the next time out. So I think Matt Ray is a really good horse. You know, I, I, I put her that day, you know, obviously I'd, I needed Goodnight Olive to finish second. Uh, but I, the way I played, I was like, I think Matt Ray could win. So I used her and Goodnight Olive in the top spot. Because um, I do think Matarea is really good, and uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm with you. I, I, she likes. She actually has ran at Ellis. Um, she loves this distance, of course. And so I, I just, I'm with you. I don't see how she's going to get beat. Now, you know, I, I, four to five is a dream. You're going to get, you know, two to five, one to five. Um, you know, I think she's going to be pounded. Because the problem is, is who who else are you gonna bet? Do you really trust society, you know, to get it no. jump, get it done? At this point, she's nothing but been nothing more than cheap speed, right? And yes. sadly, because you know, it's just a horse that looked awesome in the cotillion um, last year, and then with Hidden Connection, it's like, okay, I'll, I'll, <laughs> exactly, I'll, I'll let her be me forever, right? Ever since yeah. I picked her to win the the Breeders' Cup over Echo Zulu, um, I will never pick her ever again. Um, so yeah, there's uh, I'm just I just don't think Matreya is gonna lose here. You don't either. Number two, Matreya uh, should win here. <laughs> right, that's all the time we have. Check us out at racingdudes.com for our free picks and our premium selections on our products page. Click the Get Racing Dudes premium button at the menu at racingdudes.com to learn more. Remember, go check out the best bets page at that same site at racingdudes.com and just instead of clicking the Get Racing Dudes premium button, uh, click the uh, best bets link and you go. Check out the best bets for today, how we're doing. Do you have any uh, any live right now? Yeah, I just have one play uh, left. Uh, this has been a really good day, uh, but it, I have one more parlay left. Hit a parlay for plus 384 to kick off the day, uh, then lost a couple. And then I've got a parlay going right now, and um, it's not going well because of the Yankees. So we'll see if they can turn it around. Probably not. That's a, that's a, uh, that's a sweet uh, parlay, though. Yeah, the first one was great. Uh, the Diamondbacks, the Braves, and the Guardians plus three eighty four. I got that one home. Uh, hell, before two o'clock, all those games were over. So, <laughs> felt good, but uh, it has gone downhill since. Going to be a profitable day, no matter what happens, though. So that's good. But uh, yeah, uh, I, I parlayed the Rays, the Marlins, and the Yankees. The Yankees currently losing six to nothing in the third inning. That's solid. Solid start. Yeah, Dude, I, I, uh, I like tuned in for ten, five, 10 minutes uh, on, on due to bet a little bit ago when I was getting ready for this. And, uh, I heard the part, I was like, only, only Papa dude can, can hit a rate or hit a game that he, it was rained out. Oh God. I was like, oh, you know, I don't have any, I'm going to break even. Cause, uh, the other one was rained out and you're like, Oh yeah, which one was rained out? And you, the, what do you say? The Braves or something? You're like, uh, they played. 
and they won. It's like, oh, I hit that. Like, oh, that's great. That's uh, so. What so happened was the Braves the Braves got rained out last night, and <laughs> no, that's what's he, funny about it. He's all confused, and I'm like, and he's like, no, they got rained out. I said, Dad, I I sat there and watched eight out of the ten innings of this game because they were the last team on the parlay, you know. So <laughs> he's like, oh, well, that's great. <laughs> so it's like, oh god. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know why he was confused by that, but only, uh, only he could, like I said, hit a game that, you know, he thought was rained out. So, well, and I was panicked because I'm like, oh shit, one of these games got rained out tonight. That means I've got to change the parlay. And- now I can hear the, the panic in your voice. You're like, what, which one? I don't yeah. know. Well, I'm sitting no. here thinking, I was like, okay, the Rays playing a dome, the Marlins, I, I think they, the Ruth might re retract. Well, I guess maybe it's raining in New York. I don't know. No, sure not. <laughs> no. Wish it no, was. Wish it was. No. Yeah, well, maybe you can get a rain out. I don't know. How many innings are they? You'd say in the third? They're in the third, yeah. Oh, there's time. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Do a rain dance, yeah. <laughs> uh, remember, go check us out on Twitter, on Twitter at, at Racing underscore Dudes, Instagram and Facebook. You can find all episodes of the Blinkers Off by visiting our podcast page, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, all the places you, li- places you listen to. We are on there. We're also on YouTube. Go check out the YouTube page. Uh, if you're watching us right now on YouTube, thank you. Make sure you hit like and subscribe so you'll get alerted when we do these. And we have tons of other videos on our YouTube page. So make sure you search Racing Dudes uh, on YouTube. Go check out the Magic Mike Show. If you want more Ohio Derby action, they did the Ohio Derby Pick 5. Uh, so if you want more content, not just on who they like in the Ohio Derby or the Lady Jacqueline, you can get some more analysis of that entire sequence all right, Halterman. Final thoughts. Anything anything weighing on you right now? Two two things. Why would you just leave your pitcher in to get his brains beat out? He's now giving up seven runs for the Yankees. Get this guy out of the game. So do that. Um, secondly, if you're bored, Friday night, 1052 Central Time, race 10 on the card at Prairie Meadows. Husker Butch is back. So Race 10, that's when all the good horses run at 10.52 at night. Uh, Husker Butch, hopefully he enjoys the lights. Uh, so we'll see what well, happens with him. He is back. Most people should be available because I think most people are in bed. So, Well, they might be asleep, though. He prefers the night racing, right? Hopefully so. I, I was asking Kelby about that, and he said, well, he'll have to win it without me. I'm not staying around for the 10th race. So I was like, well, that's nice. What are your what are, what do you feel what what are the chances of this one? Is it the same the what, same same kind of race or what? Yeah, maiden special weight. It's a field of nine this time. Um, I told Kelby I think we're finishing second again. Uh, Randy Morse has a horse in there that I think might beat us, but we are the morning line favorite. I think we'll be like nine to five probably in this. So um, we'll see. I I do think he'll run well again. He fits very well and. You know, if he runs his race, we'll be right up there and collect another check for sure. Well, I didn't have plans Friday night, but now I do. So, well, I mean, you're going to have to, I'm going to have to get a coffee at like nine o'clock so I can stay awake. Well, you do. I know. I, I won't be a problem for me. Um, I'll pop a pop, bag of popcorn, you know, and uh, watch me some Husker Butch action, huh? It's going to be great. Yeah. It's going to be a good, good night, hopefully. Well, hopefully uh, he can get the job done and, you know, move on to hopefully allowance race or something at saratoga while we were there so that would be right yeah that's what we're targeting (laughs) right (laughs) i said i said to kelby i said you know he's a he's a pretty horse he goes i hate him (laughs) 
was like, really? It's like, yeah, he's ugly as hell to me. That's my, my farrier. Great. All right, cool. How was Kelby the other night? He's good. Everything's good. Doing well. Did you guys well. survive the night? Yeah, we were in bed by like 1030. I'm impressed. But he had to get up at like four in the morning and go back to Iowa. So. Since when has that ever stopped him, though? Well, I don't know. He's he's, he's getting he's, older now, you know. Maybe slowing down a little bit. Yep. Yep. The tree fall hard, you know. You run them that hard. You, yep. You, they get wore out. That's right. <laughs> that, that is true. <laughs> oh man, I've been sick. I know. I'm ready for this. I think I'm over it now, but I'm not I got the chest stuff still going on. But like, there's nothing worse than getting sick in the summer. It really isn't because you're right. Yeah. It's like, first of all, you're like, how did this even happen? Yeah. And second of all, it's, you know, when it's winter or whatever, and it's like cold, you're like, I'll just, yeah, stay inside and watching TV or whatever is whatever. But when it's nice out and you want to be going to the pool or doing all this stuff, you're just like, this sucks. I feel like, yep. I feel like I'm homeless living in, you know, in my basement with the blanket over me all day. So anyways, it's, it's getting better though. A summer head cold slash that kind of sickness sucks so bad. And I really thought we would be home free this summer because of, you know, Cohen being out of school. But somehow we've, I took a COVID test. I thought that's what this is. got to be. But it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. So. Surprise. But my fourth COVID, I thought I, at this point, just like whatever. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. But anyways. Oh, well, what are you going to do? Well, I'm going to whine more about it because that's what I do. You could do that. Yeah. I, I could ask a question that Shoddy sent for Dudes Who Bet Sports. Okay, do it. Okay, hold on. Let me get him. I thought of this. Um, what? Uh, let's see. Hold on. Um, what's what's the best one here? Are Crocs, like Crocs shoes, are they cool or not cool? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I own a pair. Oh, no, you don't. I do. I own a pair of Crocs. Wow. Um, the boys wear Crocs all the time. Okay. Uh, I, I will say this, though. I, I just recently bought some, like, some, like, Adidas, like, flip-flops and some, like, reef, like, sandal-type things. So, I'm like, yeah, the they kind of look ridiculous. They're, they're not... They're not they're nice to like just throw on, like run, like if you're doing something outside or whatever, just because they're easy. But uh, they do look a little weird. They're on, not cool on a, on a man. They're the not boys cool. Are, they're super cute on the boys. Okay, kids are different. But... And you can get those little things. I don't know what they call them. Shoddy probably knows, but you can get little thing like that you stick into the holes, you know, and they're like you can decorate your Crocs. Like the boys have like. Buzz and Woody and mo- like monsters and some of those guys on their Crocs. And so it's kind of cool. You can do that. Kids okay. love them. Kids are different. And, and different. When I got them, I did it. I was like, oh, you know, the boys wanted some They're like, dad, you should get some. I'm like, all right, I'll get some. So part of it was like, you know, solidarity with the boys. Right. Guilt. And then yeah. I was like, these are super cool. But then I started like going in public with them. I thought, yeah, like I'd like sometimes you were like, Socks with Crocs and oof, they're not cool. Gibbets—that's what they're called. Yeah, thanks, Shotty. There you go. Um, I have a question for you. Okay. And I, and I don't, 
you know, timing wise, it may not be, but you know, obviously I'm sure like most people in the whole world have been ter- this fascinated with this submarine issue in the Titanic thing, which of course it kind of feared what most people thought would happen. It sounds like um, okay. it imploded or whatever, but my thoughts were like, why would you even go down there in that submarine in the first place? So, so would I want to think, would you Dr. do that? I, I want to thank Dr. Tang. Because I knew nothing about this until this afternoon. Wow, really? Not a thing. Did not know a thing about it. No. Um, and we, ha- he explained to me what was happening. I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. That's and then he explained what it was. And it's, it's like, what is the fascination with the freaking Titanic? Why would you pay $250,000 to go five miles under the ocean to see a 100-year-old a, a ship? And we both couldn't figure it out. It's like, why would you like even it? Because we were like, even if we had more money than we knew what to do with, that's not what we would do. No, ever. I don't get it. I don't get why you would do that. No, it, if no, like in you know, 100 years or whatever, and they've mastered the you can just shoot down there and it's easy, you know, you look at it, and whatever. And there's a reason why more people have been in space than that far down under the ocean. It's like because it's super dicey. And just, I just don't, it just, uh, my mind was like, yeah, it's sad. Of course it's sad. But it, my, like, well, you had to know that was very possible. Mm-hmm. On top of that, they're using a like video game controller to yeah. control the thing. Yeah. No, and I'm not saying like that may have nothing to do with it, but it's just like, how, can you imagine walking in there? And like, oh yeah, we got a couple of these to, 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 to I, you know, power the thing. I got to be wildly honest with you. And I, I, this is an exaggeration to some degree, but not really. If they pulled the Titanic out of the ocean and they dropped the Titanic 20 minutes from my house for everybody to see it, I don't think I would go see it. <laughs> why, why would I want to see it? There was this, there was this meme or gif or whatever. I don't know what that there's some, I mean, there, I, I don't want it's probably not the best to laugh about some of those right now, but there was one was like, you know, these people went down to are going down to see the the Titanic, and this this MFR is sitting there in Branson all along, and they showed the picture of the Titanic Museum. I told I told Doc, Doc says Titanic still killing people in 2023, but I told Doc I said there there is a museum of the Titanic in Branson. I've never been to it. And I'm never ever going to it. Like I, I just don't get the fascination of risking your life to see the Titanic. I guess that's my more than anything else. You know, I, even I, if you have a ton of money and you have money to spend on stuff, I just don't see how that's on the short list. I, guess. I know it's it's wild, and yeah, and I think too, like if it, if say it, it's like it's sunk in like one of the deepest spots on planet earth you know is and it's like if it if it's sunk in like uh, it makes no sense it'd be in the caribbean but you know what i mean where it was like 100 feet yeah of water and you can go and it's this crazy kind of scenic or uh touristy type thing you're like fine you guys went down this like whatever you're but you're risking your life to go see it in that case yeah plus yeah. spending like you said you know quarter million dollars to go get in a tiny little thing controlled by remote control, you know, that you can buy off Amazon. Yeah. 
I, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, it's just wild. Like, first wild. of all, you can't, those controllers are not going to be selling well on Amazon anymore. I know that no. much. No. And it's, dude, uh, like anyways, the, the, the ocean is, is dangerous, right? Even, even when you're not five miles deep in it, the ocean is very dangerous. <laughs> I mean, come on. I don't know. It's, I don't get it. Yeah. There's, I just, I think, yeah, I'm with you. I have such a respect for the ocean and actually maybe a fear of the ocean in some regards where I'm just like, I'm very okay with just not, just not, you know, just safe distance. Yep. I, yep. I just, it's just, I don't, whenever there's a story, it's like, this, like, this would make, they'd make a story out of this. Like, people go down a submarine and it can't get out. Well, yeah. you know, there probably would have been a movie done if they would have, you know, they would have found them, I guess. But yeah, it's just, yeah, it's so. Did it basically just malfunction? And I, I haven't heard the details other than I saw that or heard that they found debris finally, which pretty much told because they said like all the different things. Like, there's no way they it would have just sunk to like there's there's so many precautions on the thing where it would have came back up or would have done something where it's like the only thing that could have happened is it got snagged on something. And it was stuck down there, and they obviously couldn't find it on, stuck to the Titanic. And two would have been, it just, you know, lost pressure, or you know, somehow, and it just basically blew up. So you're talking, in you know, our resident doctor on the on the, you can you can give me the actual number, but the the pressure down yeah. there is immense. Yeah, they have to. I, I read they 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 use like some twenty. 30 screws from the outside. Like you can't even get out of that thing right? without someone on the outside getting you out. You know, like it is, it's the pressure down there is insane. And then, yeah. So the thing, I guess the one good part about it is, is it would have, yeah. Like it would have been over like pressure is gone. Boom. It's over, you know? Right. There was no suffering. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 6,000 PSI down there is nuts. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my, my fear was like, what if they're down, you know, down there it's cold, right? Cause they're so far down, they're stuck, but they have air, but they know they have a limited amount of air. You're, you know, that would have been, I, that just would have been a horrible way to go. Right. And so at least all things can, <laughs> Kevin says my ears get clogged at 10 feet. Well, yeah, <laughs> I'm with you. Mind you too. Might start popping. Same. I go down in the deep end. Yeah. Same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just wild. I mean, yeah, it it is. It's it's crazy. You just you just wouldn't think you just wouldn't think that 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 would be something that anybody would want to do, you know. But okay, here's a good a good segue. Not to keep going because I know what if Doctor Tank says, what if a large creature is down there? What if the Meg Megalodon has something to do with this? Do you think the Megalodon is is real uh, no i think it might be i mean i think it was it 100 was it was like a dinosaur but i think that there i think there maybe not it's not the megalodon but i think there are some massive massive sharks that we don't know about probably but i don't think it's one like that i don't know 
I know that the like the, the they like scientists say like like giant squids and stuff like that are definitely down there. So definitely, I don't know about the Meg. I'm just saying, like I think that uh, you know the Meg and uh, aliens are making a comeback soon. So, aliens next week. Aliens on the Dudes Who Bet Sports. Yeah, and I will be on Dudes Who Bet Sports with Papa Dude and Alterman. And we will be talking aliens. So we made sure. I was like, I can't do this week. I got the boys next week. I can't wait. I will have my research slides. I'll have everything ready to go. Yep. Next week, aliens on the DJ Bet Sports Show. It's going to happen. We're going to talk ghosts as well. Aliens but and ghosts. That's when you know the racing is solid when you're <coughs> in sports. Did you ever figure out the the peanut ghost? Are we nothing? No sighting. No sighting of the the ghost. That's sad. Yeah. It's only happened twice. Never happened again. We don't know. It's unknown. Well. But was... he, he kind of alluded. He's like, well, Sandy lives here now. So it's, I can't really do the experiment. Why, and I said, what you, yeah, I was like, what do you mean? She's like, well, he's like, the house was empty when it happened. She could easily just go in there and eat him. Well, tell her not to. That's what I said. And he kind of was just like, well, she'll do it anyway. <laughs> type of thing. So I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I mean, if I was her, I would do it just to mess with him for sure. Yeah. 100%. Um, I don't know. I think we have one downstairs. We heard a, uh, the boys have a Yoshi, a big, yoshi that talks and it was in their in their bedroom and we were playing in the, the playroom and we all of a sudden we heard the yoshi it makes a sound and they were like what did that because you got to press a button on it to do that and i was like it's the yoshi ghost <laughs> so now i think we do have a yoshi ghost downstairs now just like the peanut ghost i don't think so See, this is what happens. You talk too much about the ghosts, they show up. I don't think I don't think that was a ghost. <laughs> That's what I, uh, I like. I like uh, I like thinking it was. All right, guys. Hey, hold on. This is a good one. Would you rather be in open water with a shark or a forest with a bear? Oh wow, um, bear. I think bear for me. Because I would, you had, if you're in water with a shark, you are, you can't move as fast as you normally would. And you are in their prime movement, right? Yeah. Bear and you on land. Yes. The bear is much faster, much bigger, blah, blah, blah. But at least you're where you can move, right? Like you, your best movement would be on land. So I would, I would take the chances with the, with the bear. I agree. Like you're in, you at least can see it coming. <laughs> Forest with a shark would be great. <laughs> so it's funny that, you, that that we had me and the boys. We play Would You Rather a lot, and uh, one of the one of the ones we came up with the other night was it was like that one. It was uh, Would you rather um, be in a you know in open water like we're like a shark? You know, sharks are right there, sort of underneath you. You don't know they could bite you. They could not. They could eat you. You don't know. Or, like, get like get bit by like you know a rattlesnake or something. So you might 
you know you're you know you know you're it's gonna happen you're gonna see yourself get bit you might you probably survive that because you know i mean chances are with a shark it's like just the unknownness of yeah you're no it's like gonna i mean because you get you're donezo yep you know you get bit so i think and i hate snakes i'm, I'm petrified of them but i think i would choose a snake agree definitely agree a shark, a shark seems the worst. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But it... dude, Kevin B has two snakes living in his shed. Are they what kind of snakes are they? But what have you ever seen a milk snake before? Are those the ones that are like stripes? Yes, they're scary as hell. Yeah, yeah, that's one yeah. of them. What do you like hanging out with Kevin or what? No, he was talking to us on oh. uh, on the last show. No, yeah. Do you hang out in the shed some? I I mean, <laughs> I, if I hung out with Kevin, it would not be in the shed. I know that much. <laughs> yeah, I'm I can't do it. The snakes, I'm uh yeah. Uh-uh. No. Hey, uh, let's ask hey, hey, well, well, it's good... fine. you have to go. Hey, Just hang on. Me. Hey, boys, come here. We'll, see, we'll get their opinion on what what do you guys want to ask them? You guys wanted it last time. Oh, yeah. The, the, let the listeners ask them. Oh, here they come. Okay. Yeah, you're live on the air. We this was a bad idea. I agree. We're playing Would You Rather. You know the game we play sometimes? So we're, we at, the question was, would you rather be in open water and you're just shark circling around, right? Like you know that you could get bit or in the woods – with a bear. If I had a gun, I would shoot the bear. No gun. Here's by bear, yourself. Bears. Bear. The right. bear's your answer. That's a good answer, though. If he had a gun, it would be no problem. Oh, um, they want to know are Crocs lame or cool? Cool. 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 There you go. Cool. Okay. Wait, hold on. He, Shadi has a question. Would you rather eat pizza or chicken nuggets for the rest of your life? Pizza. Pizza. Good one. I agree. What kind of pizza? Pepperoni. Pepperoni. Very good. I agree again. Two for two. Good job. And I will eat pizza. Breakfast pizza. Breakfast Ooh. pizza. Breakfast pizza. Very good as well. I agree. Yeah. Underrated. Pizza and lunch. And dinner pizza. Oh, just pizza twenty four seven. Okay. Cool. All right. Tell Aaron that you have a new sandwich at Firehouse. What is it? Uh, it's like the steamer or something like that. New York steamer. Oh, the old steamer. He, lo- he loves it. Don't you? Sounds good. Maybe I'll get it next time. All right. Final question. Okay. I read. You say it. Do you mean to say it? Yeah. Okay. Would you rather eat pick in a race? No, no. Oh, would you, you mean eat? eat? Yeah. Would you rather eat poop or pepperoni poop pizza? How about this? Would you rather eat one of Cooper's boogers or Millie's or or smell one of Millie's farts? 
Those are the two bad ones. <laughs> yeah, those are two terrible ones. That's that's disgusting. Burger. Oh, gross. Then yeah. when you're not looking, I'm, like, I'm going to spit it out. Oh, you're going to spit it out? Kevin right, said a one. good one, though. He said, would you rather eat poop or get bit by a snake? A rattlesnake? Well, any kind of snake. Uh, if it's not poisonous, you'd rather just get bit by a snake, don't you think? Yeah, I said a, this poison is out. I'd get a... Um, but if it is poisonous, you think you'd Pile yeah. down some poop. No, die. I'll die. You think you die? Yeah, I'll die. I'll die. <laughs> I don't I'll know. Die. Die. You might get sick. Uh, yeah, you might get sick. Yeah, oh, venomous snakes kill you. They can kill you. They can, yes. I wouldn't let you get bit by a rattlesnake, though. Rattlesnake, they make you sick, but when they squeeze you to death. Well, no, the uh, python squeezes you. Yeah, no, I said that. And to be so fair, I don't get... think you can prevent him from getting bit by a rattlesnake. If it happens, it happens. Oh, I'll jump in front of it. I don't think he'll do it. You better. I, 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 will, I will have a knife just in case. You have a knife? That's cool. Yeah, just kill the rattlesnake with a knife. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know. I'll just cut its head off and then. Absolutely. Yep. Because <laughs> I'm Nick and Afraid, they do. Hey. Oh, and Afraid, they do do that. Yeah. Yeah. Halterin, would you spend three nights out, five nights out in the woods naked? Or, no. Um, no. Or um, smell Millie's farts. No. 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 All right. No. Final. Who's going to win this weekend? Uh, Justify? No, he's not playing. Who would you pick in a race? Justify or Patrick Mahomes? Uh, Patrick Home doesn't ride so I do. Just oh. <laughs> true. Justify is a little faster. He always wins. Yeah. True. Yep. This guy is gonna be seven in August. Oh good lord. No, he's not. I might be taller. He's a big boy. I might be taller than um you. Not not yet. Maybe maybe by next week though. But Knox is going to be taller than me because he's first game for me. Who? Knox. Knox. Okay. All right. We got to go, guys. Hey, we don't Knox. care about Knox. Time to go. Hey, you want to say anything last final words? No? All right, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in. I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Halterman. What's your name? Poopy. He's Poopy Head. Hi, Poopy Head. Good luck this weekend, guys. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. This has been a presentation of RacingDudes.com. Your destination for all things horse racing and sports betting. Whether you want free winners, expert insider picks, up-to-the-minute trackside weather reports, or podcasts and videos for bettors of all skill levels, never make another wager without visiting the Racing Dudes 